Hey, welcome to Whitefields Community Church Sermon Extra. I'm here with Pastor Nick Katie, who is the pastor of Whitefields Community Church here in Longmont, Colorado. And we are currently going through our series called Pilgrim's Progress. And we are looking at the letters of Peter to the to the greater Roman Empire that he wrote to the Christians that were basically under the authority of the Roman Empire at this time and at Pilgrim's Progress. And we are lo- we were looking at on Sunday at chapter 3 of 1 Peter, and we uh, got into some very interesting material. And, uh, you know, and I think you covered it really, really well. But one of, you know, one of the things going into this would be if somebody had been reading ahead, they would be say, hey, well, you know, husbands, wives, submission, all this kind of stuff, this really has nothing to do with me. Maybe I'll just skip this Sunday. But, you know, you had different thoughts on that. Yeah, sure. I mean, yeah, think about teenagers, people who maybe uh, spouse passed away or or divorced or something like that. Yeah. How does this apply? Well, here's here's one of the reasons why. Two, Two reasons I'll give you. One is if you are a Christian, it absolutely applies to you because if you're not married now in this life, you will be married to God in eternity, right? So marriage is in our future. Um, but also in marriage, it's a unique relationship in that everything that most of the relational dynamics that you experience in other relationships with a workplace, whether it's friendship, family, they're all rolled into one in marriage. So there's a lot of uh, things that cross over that are applicable um, in marriage are also applicable in family. So a lot of stuff we talked about, you know, uh, for example, being submissive or subject to each other, that's something which elsewhere in the Bible we're told, I can think of at least three places off the top of my head, where we're told to submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. So that's that's kind of something that all of us are called to do in different ways, in different areas of our lives. Another one is this idea of adorning yourself with inward beauty um, and not just focusing on the outward but focusing on the inner beauty of the heart, um, that's something that applies to everybody, not just to women, but also absolutely to men and people of all ages, people of all life stages, and, and serving other people, living with people in an understanding way, really taking the time and effort to put into understanding who somebody is and how you can get underneath them and lift them up. These, these apply across the board. Yeah, I mean, it's a really interesting thing that at least happens to me as far as the longer I tend to know somebody or work with somebody or those kind of things, the almost physically they start to look better to me for some reason. It's really, I don't know, but maybe it's because that whatever's inside starts to emanate outwards. I hope that's working with me (laughs) because... I'm not getting any better looking. So I told that same exact story. I told that same exact story with Johnny Markey in Ukraine, and he said the exact same thing. He said, well, I must be really good looking now because I've yeah. known him for a very, very long time. But interestingly enough that, you know, and as you said, there's how many people do you know are really pretty, you know, or really good looking on the outside, but inside they're so ugly. And I've met, you know, you meet people like that in life, but I t- probably tend to be drawn to people, you know, that have that inner beauty. And I'm, I'm kind of, you know, gravitate towards that and and it's interesting as I you know get to know them over time you know they just even that the physical part of them tends to you know it's really really weird phenomenon I don't know if anybody else has that weird. maybe that's how you should introduce people yeah. like uh, hey this is my friend Nick um, he'll get good more yeah. m- he'll get better looking with time with time yeah <laughs> I mean, not not really, but you will think he is. Yeah, yeah that, so I don't know. 
write yeah. us let us know you can write in the comments if that's something that happens happens to you but yeah very very relevant passage but as we you know dug into this last week um, preparing for this message you know this is kind of one of those passages where pastors are like well you know let's just skip over this and skip over the top a lot of you know uh, phrases and things like submission women husbands and you know things that kind of set people off and uh, but you know the kind of what we what we talked about is that you know Peter's already laid a foundation here and you talked about that last week just what is our posture right mm-hmm. yeah and so that idea of and I think just have it be very vivid in your mind it contrasts them with each other he used this word hupatasso it's a word that can apply in military settings to ranking yourself under someone of a higher rank than you and what it means is that uh, you get underneath that person in order to lift them up um, rather than trying to climb on top of a person and push them down and stand on top of them to exalt yourself. And what it's saying, and like this is very similar to in Philippians chapter two, Jesus humbled himself, took the form of a servant. And because of that, God exalted him in the same way we're called to do the same thing rather than exalting ourselves, right? Because God opposes the proud, though he opposes those who try to exalt themselves, but he lifts up those who humble themselves. It's a real paradox, but it's absolutely true. We see it with Jesus. We experience it in reality in our lives. Yeah, and that, and that, of course, you know, I think you, you mentioned a little bit already in the message before, is just that we get this idea of submission from Jesus himself and just the picture of the Trinity within itself, you know, that, you know, three and one, God and one, all equal, yet Jesus submitted to the will of the Father, right? Yeah, and even if you look at the Trinity, there's this word, and I, I think it's... Ooh, I don't, I'm going to mess it up if I say it. it's a Greek word, which means the dance of the Trinity. And what it, what it describes, something with theologians for hundreds of years have described this dance of the Trinity. The Father sends the Son. The Son obeys the Father and submits to the Father. The Son and the Father together send the Spirit. The Spirit glorifies the Son. The Son glorifies the Father. The Father glorifies the Son. It's this like reciprocal thing. It's almost like there's this community, but it's this active community in which they're all trying to exalt each other and there's submission taking place. But what's so interesting is that we say that each person of the Trinity, as we see in the Word, uh, the Bible, it, each person of the Trinity is equal in nature, in value, in every way. They are equally God, yet they're distinct. And in their roles, the way that they function, uh, which you call the economic trinity, right? The way that they function, the, they are functioning in a way that exalts each other. And as part of that, their submission to each other at different levels in different roles. And what that means is this, that submission is not a statement of value. It's not a statement of saying that you have to submit because you have less value. Your opinion matters less. You're less capable. That's not it at all. It's a matter of order and a system, but the purpose of it, right? So Jesus submits to the Father, but in the end, Jesus, the Father exalts Jesus, right? And so the whole purpose in the end is for everybody to win, I guess you could say. Yeah, and, and yeah, it would be nice if, you know, unfortunately our society has kind of gone off the rails a bit with this and, and trying to upset upset that order and, and 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 you know we've kind of seen where things are just not not the way they're supposed to be you know and you know we we are 
of course, our goal is the gospel, mm-hmm. you know, and people who, who are not Christians, probably their goal is not the gospel. Sure. And so they look at this and they see this order and this is not how they feel the order should be. But for us Christians, we, we have a greater purpose and, you know, to glorify God through our lives. And this is the order, you know, which is a mirror of the Trinity, which a marriage, a picture of what, you know, God wants for his people, you know, and we just want to serve, you know, serve to glorify God through that, you know, in the roles that he's given us and the best that we can do. So great, great sermon on Sunday morning. If you missed it, whitefieldschurch.com, get over there and you can uh, download it. And uh, of course, if you've missed a few others, everything is up there, whitefieldschurch.com. And uh, you find us on Apple Music and Spotify, Google Play. If you want to, uh, you know, subscribe to this podcast or other podcasts, of course. And, of course, we're up on YouTube. You can ring that bell. Please subscribe. Hey, if you like, please, you know, like this. Hit that like button. And, uh, you know, that gets us greater exposure so more people can be blessed and edified by the content that we're trying to put out there. So we're grateful you're with us this week. And we pray that you'll be blessed. We'll see you again next week. God bless. Thank you.